Welcome back to the Target Transfers podcast, the world's leading heat printing podcast. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Phil from 34 North Studio, one of our favorite customers, and with a fantastic story to tell about how they got into heat printing and some wonderful lessons you can learn about having your own garment printing business. So thank you very much for joining us today. I'm really excited to have you in. We got a chance to meet back in April at Printman Promotion. When we got speaking, I was really inspired by everything you're telling me about your journey and what you've been up to, and one I really want to share with all our listeners. So thank you for coming on. So let's get started. Give us a little intro to yourself. What do you do at 34 North? Okay, uh, I am Phil. Um, we've been going now about three, four years now. Um, we, me and my wife, we, we've just decided to try our dab hand at printing. We've done pretty well so far. Um, business has it, you know, the ups and downs and things like that. You always like to have your testing that we do. Everything, because you start off, bare minimum what you do first and go right we'll start with vinyl how can we make this something nice or something and you get some customers coming with these weird and funky designs and you're like i just can't do that <laughs> and it's like right now what's the next step kind of thing and then like lo and behold we kind of found yourselves online and we was like we'll give these a go and we haven't looked back since you got some really interesting stories to tell but First, if we go right back to the beginning, when did you decide you wanted to start decorating garments? Um, we just sat down one night and we were just like, you see all these people making T-shirts and printing T-shirts, and you see, like you say, companies that have started from nothing. You think, can we have a go at this? And we're like, yeah, we'll have a go. And we just then decided to go out and buy the the best machine that you can get to start off with and the best vinyl cutting machine to start off with. And we're like, right, there's the basics or there's our machines. Let's go from there. Um, like I say, our logo was a little bit rubbish at the beginning. It wasn't the best that we, you know, we tried our best at dab hands and moving some stuff around. And then after time, you know, everything evolved on it. So our logo has now evolved to something that people quite, comment quite well on it and say it's a really nice logo and um, but not back when we started it was just a pipe dream and then we just decided let's make it happen so we've still got the hotronics press that we started off with now we've still got that one um we did have the we still got the graph tech okay. six was it 6,000? I think it is CE. So we've got that one. We've had that one from since the start as well, um, which is, you know, touch wood. <laughs> Nothing has gone wrong with it yet. Yeah, it's a really good piece of kit graph text. It doesn't surprise me. No. The only, the only odd problems you have with it is, is the software. When you update it, it doesn't coincide with, like, the programs that you use on the computer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when we add Illustrator... The new update would come in with the graph tech you do the upgrade and then it wouldn't work so then you're like right find online how do how do i fix this yeah luckily enough graph tech put a lot of stuff on there to help you out and all you got to do is reinstall your old one and it works yeah. so we just keep again that's another trial and error thing going off there as well and it's just sort of did you start off with lots of standard flex or sportsman final to get going yeah it was more of just a sports film and at the beginning, we didn't really go into T-shirts too much. We were kind of doing gifts and stuff like that. So, you know, your um, tote bags, yeah. things along like that, and gifts that to give people, like, kind of first orders that we had were 
school, you know, leaving gifts and stuff for teachers and stuff like that. So it was like the teacher's name and initial, and then they put the stuff in the bags, whatever it was. Um, but that's how we started, and then we've kind of delved in further into sportswear. Okay, and how did you find it sort of like getting the next job, the next job? What did you uh, approach did you take to that? Um, we did try, you know, the usual online Facebooks and Instagrams, and um, we got a few there, but most of it came from word of mouth of people that have been with us before. Um, so one of our friends bought one and their friends saw it and went, oh, where'd you get that from? And then it carried on and snowballed a little bit. Then family members started to buy stuff as well for other family members. So it's like, I think they're trying to get better deals that way rather than going out buying the stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody comes out of the woodwork going, can you do this? Can you do this? So, yeah. Um, but at the minute, everything's been word of mouth. We, we get a few people that come through Instagram or Facebook and stuff yeah. like that. But we're not, it's not a, that's not our main one. So, yeah. Okay, so you've got quite a, one of the reasons once you get on was you've got quite a different um, story, I guess. <laughs> Just a little bit, yeah. If you say, so you, can you tell us about some of the weird and one of the things you started to get stuck into? Because uh, Phil's a great experimenter when it comes to applying transfers and vinyl to, to anything, which I think is really brilliant because that's the best way to, to grow as a business. Yeah, yeah. So at the minute, we've, we're working alongside with, um, GB number one bobslayer. Yeah. Um, we kind of print all of his jackets and shorts, tra training tops and stuff like that. And um, we've got a couple of other bobslayer people in the background. I've just done some stuff for Jamaica bobslayer okay. team. So, yeah. So um, he's a close friend of mine who, yeah. who was the pilot of that one. So he came and asked. Um, also do tug of war as well. It's another obscure sport out there that people don't think is a sport. Um, but we do that for some of the teams, my team that I've competed with over in kind of Sanders and stuff like that, and for the military as well. Yeah, that's what we mentioned that one, obviously. But how did you get started with tug of, tug of war? Um, basically, I used to do a bit of strongman training and stuff like that. So at the unit that I was at, they kind of said to me, oh, you do strongman training. Do you fancy having a go with tug of war? I was like, all right. I've never thought of having a go. I've done the rugby's before in the past. So I thought, I'm getting a bit on a bit now, injuries prone, so let's try something different. Um, so I went along, tried it out. I wasn't too bad because I was quite strong in the legs. Um, and then it's just kind of built up from there. Um, after a year or so, I was like combined services, things like that. So it was kind of snowballed pretty quickly. For my, <laughs> I wish I'd have done it years ago more than started later on in life. What's a tug of war scene like in UK? It, um, it's a lot bigger than we expected it would be. It is a lot bigger. Um, we have just recently had tug of war back in, I wouldn't say it's Olympics, but in when they were over in America, we had that the sports things that was going on over there. Tug of war was there, so I know a few people were involved in that. Um, it used to be in the Olympics 102 years ago, I think it was. Don't quote me on that. Um, but yeah, it used to be in the Olympics and it got taken out. So they're trying to gradually bring it back into Olympics somehow. I can see that one being quite a fun, spe fun spectator sport to watch because you can you can put the actual tournament just about any location, I suppose, because all you really need is like grass, I suppose. Yeah, it's mainly grass. Uh, any flat surface will do. You can do it anywhere and everywhere. You could basically pop up a stage anywhere you wanted to yeah. any kind of weird and wonderful location. Exactly, yeah. And then I say anybody can come down, have a look, you know. Even people have a look at the ropes and the boots because we have specialist boots as well. They're like adapted ski boots. 
So people think there's got little grips on the bottom or something along the lines. No, it's all flat, flat footed and stuff like that. So there is no grip whatsoever on your feet. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how does the? Uh, I mean, I've never seen professional tug of war, but is it like a best of three or five? Best of three. Um. So, like you say, if you both win the first two then it'll come down to the third and final one where it's a flip of a coin you always know one end is better than the other and you always aim for that good end there's something that give you a competitive advantage with it it's the grass basically it's the grooves in the in the ground so you can see where people's feet have been before in the past and you can see which ends are better than others the reason you ask is i'm mostly in rugby and my team is northampton states and you don't really notice it uh, when you go there but there's a definite diagonal on the pitch if you look close enough do you, if you go away, do you have like a match of tug of war? Do you have to be really quite careful about the pitches? You know, like any difference between the pits that's always going to be? Yes, there is, there is that. Um, you do sometimes find a field, it'll slope to one side yeah. than the other. Um, even if it's flat, you'll always find one end, up, one end will churn up better than the other. So it gives you the better footfall, um, which is weird. You just think it's the same bit of grass, but yeah. one end's better than the other. I guess you know it grows the grass probably grows in one direction slightly more than the other i think so it depends on how it's cut and stuff like that yeah what uh gear does a typical tug of war team that you have need to decorate um so you have again in a typical match when you're there um you'll have like a rugby style kind of top so it's thick and heavy juicy because the rope's in the side of your chest and right. stuff like that you want something hard wearing um, again, with shorts, just normal rugby shorts or a pair of shorts and your normal socks that you wear at a football or a rugby game or anything like that. Um, other than that, you have a weight belt if you need one just to support your back a little bit. Um, and that's probably about it. Yeah. Nothing else. It's, it's as basic as it is. Yeah, it'll you know, it'd be interesting to see how it grows because, I mean, there's our colleague styles uh, were doing a CrossFit Games about a month ago and they were helping out with one of the kits by you know, and the scale of it, it's just an epic proportion. So who knows where it could go? No, no, exactly. And that's it. Most of the stuff that we kind of print for everybody is like the rugby tops or it's the gym wear that they wear or training wear that they wear. So, you know, everybody likes to promote their kind of sport and business or whoever in the gym because yeah. people will go see this big logo on your shirt and then they'll come and ask you about it. Yeah. So... I mean, I guess it's, you know, with a lot of weight training going around in the gyms in general, it'd be quite a good time to be in tug of war. I can see it being quite popular amongst the, you know, as a, say, the strongman competition stuff as well. It's a natural fit to put together that, and that's very popular. Like, say, the competition on the BBC still go, is still going strong, and I can see that being quite an interesting journey to watch for you. Yeah, and that's it. It's the thing. It's that same. If when you get older, you know, you, you get more injury prone. This isn't too bad for injuries as such as long as you keep yourself healthy and a strong back and strong legs you're all right <laughs> that's what i found there's no contact so I get, there's no contact so there as well i guess that's unless someone pulls you really um hard and hard into the rest of your team yes yeah, that's really interesting you know there's only one of the things that you weird and wonderful things you come across um but one of the things you spoke to me about at the show which i thought was fascinating was the bobsleigh stuff so how do you get involved with printing for bobsleigh teams okay um again military i did it as a, a military sport um i'd like to say well we do have a military bobsleigh team yeah, yeah so the raf do have the art of royal air force uh do have a bobsleigh team and we have trials twice a year at bath university because uh, they've got all the equipment there so we kind of do our trials every twice a year and what will happen is we'll take away 
some of our novice drivers or novice brakemen um and we can see how they perform on ice rather than on a running track and rather than on a little push track that's at Matthew, actually put them on ice and see what they can do. Yeah. Um, so I started that 2013, going that long back. Um, I had a trial of it and I kind of loved, loved the sport. Yeah. Um, it's another weird, wonderful thing. Sliding down at like 80 kilometers an hour on your backside is a lot, you know. <laughs> it is adrenaline rush because you, because being a brakeman, um, you can't see the corners. Um, we only do two man in the military uh, unless you get picked to go on to represent GB and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, when you're in the brakeman, you just sat there, head down, as make yourself as small as possible for the aerodynamics. So the air just goes over the driver and then over the back of you so as i'm in the sled i'll count corners when i'm going i'll go one two three and then and one of them's what we use in austria and um, it's got like a 280 degree bend yeah. so that's kind of you know when you hit that one because you squeeze a little bit more yeah. just because of the gravity in the g's <laughs> and so do you get like a military olympics or something to compete in um it's, it's, it's the same like is it we have uh inter-services okay. so us uh, the Royal Air Force, Army and the Navy all have our little yearly competition. We haven't had it for the past few years because of what's been going on. Um, hopefully this year, I think it's February next year, we should be having it again. Oh, wow. Okay. So and they have like uh, the luge, is that the word? There's luge and skeleton. Yeah, all underneath the same kind of bracket. Um, so yeah, when we're all there together, you've got the skeleton, the bobsleigh and the luge all together. Wow. Oh, I had no idea. And it makes sense. So I can see why, you know, the sort of training that you're going through and the condition that you're in the rest of the team and it makes sense and it's a logical fit for sports like that yeah um so yeah to expand on there so some of the people who are in the air force um they're now representing gb yeah. kind of like the development squad you've still got to meet the the timings that you need as a gb athlete and stuff so you still got to meet the timings yeah. for that um me personally i never got that far um but i'm still involved with it now on a more of a safety level now, but I still got to trials and watch new athletes come up and come through. But no, I've had a few people that are now part of the GB squad who have come to me and said, we know you're doing printing. Can you do this? Can you yeah. do that? So like send us your logos that you have, and then we can see where you're yes or no. Yeah. It makes it easier. If they send us a logo and go, right, yes, I can do it. And no, I can't. Um, when we were doing vinyl to start off with, I was I was always like, no, I can't do that. No, I can't do that. And that's when we came to yourselves and we found that with the ultra color worked for us massively yeah. with what we were doing and what we were using it for. So we had, um, I think it was two years ago, the GB number one squad, Brad Hall, he came to us and they were doing all the stuff to thank the NHS and thank charities that helped people out. So we kind of, they all sent us the logos and we're like, right, some of these details, so we need to go down the ultra color range. Uh, and that seemed, and they went onto the jackets perfectly. Didn't have no problems. Uh, if we did have any problems, we kind of rectified it ourselves. Uh, we all, again, it's that same thing. You always order more than what you actually need. So if anything does go wrong, you can kind of sort it out without the customer knowing. One of the ways, uh, the most fascinating part of our conversation back April that I'd love to share again for everyone that's listening now was a test that you went through because obviously when testing something like Ultracolor, we test it commercially, 
you make it past 60 70 plus watch which is great but, you know we, we don't tend to um tennis don't technicians don't tend to re represent those of a bobsleigh team um i think in one of the areas it was kind of minus 24 oh, minus 30s yeah. around that area so we kind of we're like right we need to make sure it withstands that sort of thing so we started putting water onto garments and put it in the freezer to make it freeze on there and see if it cracks or breaks or peels off luckily enough nothing nothing happened so it was all right it was like okay that can work for us you did literally just have freezers full of puff jackets for a while yeah we had some jackets we've got some beanie hats in there as well and stuff like that yeah. just to make sure it was like right let's see how it goes and I think that's one of the things that kind of fascinated me the most. I just had this image of you like, okay, this one's day 10, this one's day 15, this is how it's going. And that's it. And just because you want to know it, it's going to stay on the garment for when the customers and stuff like that, that's how we want to do it. I say, it's not like we've got anywhere that can go minus whatever straight away. Freezers only can go to a certain temperature. So that'll do for now. Yeah, you give it real punishment, see where it goes from there. But that's the thing as well that, and this is a great lesson for everyone listening, is that when you become heat printer, it's exactly it's the test process that's so pivotal because the, and the fact that you went and tested stuff in the freezer is one thing. But actually, just to be honest with you, putting anything on puff jackets is not actually an easy thing to do. So they'll be like, yeah, we'll put this on a puff jacket and put water on it. But to actually, a lot of people struggle with just the first bit. It's because it's kind of intimidating, intimidating product. And the, the more you kind of test, the more you break stuff, that's where you really start to be like, now I really understand everything I'm doing here. Yeah, it's with the, again, with the puffer jackets, because you've got that polyfiller packing inside. You're like, right, have I just melted all that stuff that's inside? And it's like, okay, let's see. So we start it and we press it. And then it, luckily it doesn't, it just kind of goes into like a little soft thing and then it just expands over time again. So it comes back. So, um, but yeah, we found a few tricks of the trade to try and fix that. Yeah. I'm not going to tell my secrets out. No. <laughs> no, because that, that's the kind of secret sauce, isn't it? How you, you know, you take things to the next level because every puff jacket is different. So if no one's ever, if, if anyone decorated a puff jacket for you, got various levels of coating on it to make it waterproof and withstand these conditions. And sometimes they're like nice and easy to decorate on because they still feel kind of almost like there's some of that cotton that's still kind of hanging in there sometimes it just comes like almost basically plastic and they just really shrink shrivel up like a crisp packet when you finish with it yeah luckily enough we didn't get that far because we i think we we didn't really ruin the jackets or anything anyway when we tried for the first time we we're just trying to think right what else can we put over the top or something like that it'll stop this from working or from it to crumpling and um, luckily enough we didn't ruin anybody's jacket so we're all right that's good then and I imagine probably your background in the military and being able to problem solve was probably quite handy when it came to that then. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you don't be one of, one of them people that go, right, now I've got to buy a brand new garment for yeah. the person because sometimes they give us the garments and things like that. You're like, right, they give us the garments. I've got nothing to work on now. So it's like, right, try and find something. I've got to try it first. Yeah, you give a bit of a, a premier promotion was the first one you've been to? Yeah, yeah, that's the first one we've ever been to. Yeah. So I imagine it probably gave you a bit of a different perspective when you actually went around. Did it like, in terms of what you're looking for now, probably probably, probably educate yourself? Yeah, it's like rabbit in a headlight as soon as we walked in. It's like, oh, I didn't know there's that many companies out there or that many firms doing this and various yeah. products and services out there. Because I know you were bringing out the new Ultra Color Max, yeah. so I was looking forward to having a look to see what that looked like and felt like and things like that. Because that's once we, because 
my wife kind of follows uh, the people in America who you work alongside, and she was like, "This is out in America. Let's find out if it's ever going to come to the UK. Is it coming? Is it? Is it?" So like that's why we're always emailing and finding out is it going to come to the UK and stuff like that. So we were happy when Ultra Color Max came. Um, then you got your few that you already trade with who who you get your garments from. So you go and see some of them, and you you know, and they're happy to see you because they know you're a customer and they kind of want to see how you're getting on. And then there was a few other new companies that we'd never heard of, and we're like, let's go and have a look. And their kind of garments felt really, really nice and comfortable and stuff like that. Like say, you've got your Bella and Canvas that you're working alongside. So we looked at theirs and the t-shirts quite. We like the t-shirts and stuff. Um, and you got your anthems and they were really, really nice. Yeah. So it, it's now put it hard on us to figure out, right, where are you going to get now your garments from? And so it's just that little now extra bits now of like, right, we've sorted out the business now, which kind of direction we're going to go in. Now. I think that that's my next question, because obviously by finding these kind of wonderful niches you've got with bobsleigh and tug of war, it's like how do you approach growing a business? Do you like double down? I need to find more tug of war teams and more bobsled teams, or how do you know? How do you know when to take the next step? Kind of. Um, it comes with don't know what we're gonna do. Again, word of mouth for people of going out and saying, "Oh, have you seen what we've just had done?" and things like that. And we're pumping out there on the Instagrams and the Facebooks and stuff like that. And you know, everyone we get a fair few people liking their stuff, but nobody comes forward and asks for anything else. So. It's just trying to find now a garment that's going to take away from the sports teams as much. And it's just going to be for an average person who's not doing anything like so, just a gym goer or a rugby person or something who just wants their own kit for themselves. So it's just trying to put it out to that person now. At least you've got a very fascinating story to tell, no matter which way it goes, because you know you can either pick this one or it's about picking which one. At least you know if someone says, can you do this? You can say, well, I did that. That won't be quite easy for me. And that's it. And that's what we're hoping for. It's just people can see what we've done in the past and then come along and say, can you do this? Can you do that? You know, and we're quite happy if somebody comes in, there's no minimum orders or anything like that. We're not one of these companies that goes, oh, you're going to have to do 10. You've got to do 20. It's just a, if you've got eight, one t-shirt and one pair of shorts or vest tops or things like that, it's like happy days. We're quite happy with just that order and we'll do our best to get it out to you as soon as possible. And how can someone listening isn't a garment printer and it's just interested in your story, how can they go about placing order with you or finding yourselves? Um, again, Facebook, 34 North Print Studio. Instagram's the same handle, 34 North Print Studio. Just drop us messages. Then what we'll do is we've also got an email address that we can give out to yourselves. And then you can send all your pictures that you want to send or what you want printing and things like that all in certain formats. And then we can say yes or no. Nine times out of ten, we're saying yes at the minute because we've got, like say, Dr. Color Max and the ultra color as well so we've got the two options now so if they need more like we're saying you'll go to your ultra color side because we know you get your 10 sheets so you can do it all there and then you've got your max one which is your 50 by 15 you can fit as much as you want which we try and normally fill every bit of that page <laughs> and that's the way to do it i mean you've got lots of one-offs and things you can fill up with every single one of them yeah spread the cost that way yeah because we've been doing we've on the max order we've just done with you recently and stuff like that. we've put people's logos who we've used in the past so we can see the difference of on the different garments as yeah. well um because we're like right we need to fill some space we need to fill some space what can we put in there so we have it rummaging through all our 
ultra colours that we've got are like, right, we're running low on them ones and them ones, so we'll put some of them in there just to fill the gaps. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point, actually, as well, because, you know, obviously you get, you, you do a good job for a customer and you kind of expect them to come back, and a lot of time they do, but, you know, the customers will get busy and then sometimes they'll just forget they need to order stuff. So sometimes, actually, like, uh, right, I've got, a new, I've got a new T-shirt from Bella Canvas, right? I'm going to put that logo on it, send pictures to them, and, like, I've got this for you this month. And they'll be like, so glad, so glad you contacted me. I need like 100 of them now. And you're like, good job I did that. We're just uh, trying to sort out our own like website now. So we, again, I know we've done it all on the social media side. So now we're trying to just gradually trying to bring it on to have our own page you now. So yeah. that takes time. I'm trying to pick which images to use, which, you know, which things best show what you're doing. You've got some really nice imagery on there. You're the only one doing bits and pieces of sort of the 34 North brand as well on its own as well, which I think is really good. Have you have you found sort of deciding which ones, obviously, you know, which which ones you can do lots of things, but how do you narrow which down, narrow down which one you're happy with? It, it is, and it's trying to figure out how to kind of upgrade your logo onto garments now. Yeah. Um, so we've been playing around with putting lines with the logo and things to make it look more sporty or more, you know, gym going yeah. where rather than just plunking a logo on your chest. And you're like, that doesn't really say anything. It's just a, so you want something that stands out that someone's going to ask somebody. Oh, so where, where have you got that from? And what's, what is the story behind the name 34 North? Where does that come from? So it is a passion of mine of, mine and the wife's where we kind of want to when i've finished in the military or i'm ready to retire and stuff like that then we want to go and kind of live in cyprus so 34 north degrees is kind of cyprus on the world map so that's where that has come from it's kind of a meaningful logo to us and it gives us a path of why we're doing this logo yeah, that's that's really cool doing something and this is this is what we're building towards, yeah. And hopefully and hopefully again we can take it out into Cyprus with us and carry on the business out there, you know, make it yeah. Yeah, be testing like for heat waves instead. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that'd be like, you know, putting stuff on t shirt sitting in front of the of, on a heater or on the radiator. Yeah. Or just put it outside and put it outside in the sun. Yeah, because I think the Cyprus heats at the minute over the summer they've been hitting forty degrees out there, so it's really hot. So hopefully it just doesn't bubble anything. Well, you know, it's important again, it's, you know, testing in the cold, testing in the heat, it's just important because we've had customers that haven't protected, you know, they just leave the trance outside, oh, it's nice and sunny, I'm going to go outside and enjoy myself for a couple hours and you leave stuff out, anything, you know, like a t-shirt will even start to fade. Um, the sun was bad and with, with the heat and you have to be very, very careful. It's that thing you know, on the testing bit as well. Luckily enough, because when I go away to certain areas of the world or stuff, they kind of boil wash everything. So that's like 60 degrees and stuff like that. And then put it in a dryer and you're like, oh, I didn't expect it to happen like this. And then luckily it comes back and nothing's happened. It's all still there. It's all still pristine. So it's like extra bits that people don't realize that you can test yourselves, put it in a washing machine at 60 degrees and then chuck it in a dryer yourself. Yeah. Just then you can tell your customers, don't worry about if you put it in a dryer by accident, it's, yeah. it's going to come out all right. Yeah, that's it. That, yeah, that's really good advice, that one. So anything, have you got anything exciting coming up that you think you could share with us? <laughs> There's nothing that we're not scared of putting transfers on. Um, we have been working recently with like um, boutique bags. Um, so we've been trying them to put our logo or other people's logos on there. Um, again, one or two kind of melted a little bit because of what it was, but then we've now 
again tested and we've fixed what we had the problem yeah. with um possibly we're looking at bobble hats as well and stuff like that with a new new way of putting our logo on there um and again we're still doing sportswear i know it's coming to the winter season and nobody wants sportswear things like that but you can get yourselves ready for january yeah um again hoodies and stuff like that my awds hoodies yeah. really nice i like my new biscuit colored one that's quite nice yeah. um but no we we haven't got anything in the pipeline as such but we just kind of see what people come to us with yeah. Um again we're not scared of trying anything and everything same as it's like you say you got your bobble hats and stuff people always go oh they've got to be embroidered they've got to be embroidered not always no. vinyl still works as best as, even even though everyone says a beanie hat it's going to melt because it's acrylic there's ways and means around it which we've done that and tested and it works i think as well a lot of the stuff someone says how to do it well it has to be done this way it's only because that's how it's been done for and that's how the last order someone's found it on a on a piece of paper someone said it was important so i think that's how it's got to be done you just got to educate people to be like actually do you know what i can do it quicker and probably cheaper for you and and that's where it comes down to they, they go is it that much are you sure it's that much because yeah. embroidery was costing me this much yeah it's a total different area of expertise now so yeah. and uh have you got any anyone that's listening now, any anything anyone that's never done heat printing before thinking about getting started have you got any any advice that you wish you could have given yourself three or four years ago um <laughs> i'd say try and get all the best equipment to start off with that's the way we did it and it's give us in good stead yeah. um again ask questions to yourselves because you're pretty good at helping people of where things have gone wrong or if they've not pressed it at the right temperature. I know we've had problems in the past and we've emailed your customers and they've come back to us and said, oh, maybe because the temperatures and outside at the minute is changing your T-shirt, so the moisture's a little bit more, so you need to press a little bit longer. But yeah, I'd always ask for advice off people who know what they're doing. I wouldn't just try and go in it blind like I did to start off with. I went in blind and went, right, let's yeah. see what you can do. Um, but yeah, I'd say ask as many questions as you can to people who yeah. are already doing it and where they went wrong and try and learn from their mistakes. I think that's a really good point. I think one of the things we've highlighted is now that we start the podcast, actually the mentality of UK garment decorators has shifted quite a lot in the last couple of years because so many people like yourselves who've kind of taken things to the next level, but the mentality of sharing, being a bit more open with it, there's enough you know. I bet every single person listening to this would never have thought that bobsled garment decorating was a thing. That, so it just goes to show that there are lots of room for everyone in the UK industry. Uh, good to just get stuck in like say yeah ask the experts we're always here happy to help and um, there's definitely it's, it's testing and trying to break stuff is the best thing to do because when you like start to really break stuff and when you start to um you, you start to appreciate you start to touch some material like okay i know how i can and cannot that's a yes or no straight away because you start to develop an instinct for, for decorating every single part which is a really great thing to do yeah, it's like the polyester t-shirts and stuff. I'd never have thought of trying to put anything on them because of sportswear and stuff. I, would have, I thought it's going to scorch it. It's going to mark it. It's going to stand yeah. out. Like, Luckily enough, we've tried it and it's worked. Yeah. Um, and that's a good thing. I think with your Ultra Color Max, which we just recently used for a tug of war team, yeah. um, that because you've already pressed it and you can peel it off straight away with the heat, straight away it doesn't do anything to the t-shirt there's no scorch marks there's not yeah. oh you've got to wait to let it cool down you think right peel that off now or you peel half it and it's still not on properly you're like oh 
But luckily enough, this has worked for us yeah. massively this time around. I mean, we did it like a couple of weeks ago, just on literally like, okay, we're going to break stuff. We're going to show you how you should always follow a recipe. Um, this just to understand the transfer because yeah, it's really easy to think, yeah, I'll just put this on it, whatever. It's important, like I say, wash stuff. We would say wait 24 to 48 hours to wash that. Don't tumble drub. Sometimes customers can't rely on using not to make mistakes. So it's important anyways, just to see what happens. But transfer on, leave it half now and then wash it to see what happens. And then be like, okay, don't want my customer doing that. Yeah, and that's it. We, you know, you, you've got to give everything that you can to the customer to make sure that the garment lasts longer than yeah. a week or yeah. things like that, you know. That's how people come back because they'll be like, wow, that, because I imagine there's, probably know even though there's there's the people decorating the bobta stuff but i'm sure in the back back of the minds there's a bit of skepticism about whether you can actually because if anyone wants to see it it's, it's on your instagram page so you can see it's jack and it's not just like a little logo on it's like eight logos yeah you go someone that side and someone on the opposite side as well yeah so it's not an easy decorate and they're probably like first of all like, okay right you've actually got everything on there they're probably like when they get home off, they're like, still on. Yeah, and that's it because they're all carrying bags and stuff like that. You think, oh, a bag is just going to rip that and things like that. Um, but it, it's that thing of we've done it for friends and stuff like that. Like, what happens if it goes wrong? What they're going to come back with? Yeah. What they're going to say to you? What they, and you're like, don't want to think about that sort of thing. Just they're at the class as a customer still yeah. and then just let it slide if you can. They're probably going to be a harsh critic if something goes wrong. I mean, we always get the things, oh, this has come off. All right, then. Let me put, I'll put it back on for you then. Or, you know, things like that. It's like come off by accident. Or, again, the heats are, are always weird on your garments, aren't they? One end of your heat press is normally hotter than another. Or that's where you kind of test it out all the time. But other than that, everyone I've had so far have all been happy. <laughs> Oh, that's great um and you know you, you say that you're doing a bit of personalization stuff like that's how you got started are you getting ready for christmas now we are and we aren't you know it's always that thing of you don't know what people want um again we've got a lot of tote bags um so they're always handy for people yeah. so we've got stuff like that the bobble hats we've got quite a few bobble hats in the pipeline ready to come out for christmas if need because everyone knows it's going to hopefully touch wood we can have some snow this year yeah. you know um, I know everyone likes a bobble hat. I'm seeing a sneak peek to those there, and they're going to be really cool. So I get in touch. If you're thinking about getting involved with hats, it's probably brand, and I've been in touch with 30 minutes because I think you really like the results. As long as the logo is not, like, again, out there and extravagant, <laughs> I'd be happy to do it. <laughs> um, but no, we've got like little um, key tags and key chains and stuff like that that people are asking for personalization to give people and things. So. I've got plenty of them in the pipelines and i've got and i've got my usual customers so the bobsleigh teams are coming back ready for the winter sports to start so they're already messaging me twice a day going right can i have this can we can we get this ready can we get this sorted yeah and uh, just about into the next olympic cycle as well aren't you now yes um that's it they're still going to be going away from november to october november they'll be going to all their usual testing facilities and competing on the european circuit and stuff like that so they've still got to keep their world standings up things like that so absolutely exciting times ahead for 13 north 4 from the stands of it we're really excited to see how the rest of your journey goes um next time you got to come back i'm sure there'll be another weird and wonderful thing you've discovered you found yourself becoming a part of or you have just given up to become a professional tug of war <laughs> well that's a, that's a bit that's a pipe dream in a minute so yeah but i would uh, really encourage everyone that's listening to go and follow along 34 north uh, studio on facebook and instagram 
they've got some really fascinating stories to tell and um not even covered half of them today so go give him a follow he's got some uh, really difficult garments looking to get print on i'll reach out to him send a message because i know from my experience with the work they've put in behind the scenes to get um those garments going and to solve that problem for you there they'll be able to sit you with anything we can do with that uh thank you to phil for joining me today really really enjoyed that chat absolutely fascinating um i'm sure we'll have it back again so don't forget to subscribe on youtube follow on spotify or apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from uh thank you very much for watching and listening we've got some really great content coming up uh, in the next few podcasts so don't forget to subscribe